What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Tell everybody that you're getting your butt kicked. All right, we're live, Dave. That was on the air. Tell everyone, Dave says, to tell everyone that I'm getting my butt kicked. Yes, I am like a pretzel. I am salty tonight. I am not having a good fantasy day. A lot of drop touchdown passes really pissing me off, quite frankly. But here we are. We are just minutes away from Sunday night football. And I'm Adam Azer with Dave Richard and Heath Cummings talking about all the Sunday afternoon games, recapping week three with our winners and our losers. The injuries we'll be following today. It does seem maybe like a bit of a food you for the injuries. Seems like they might not be too major. Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, the headliners, but they could be okay. Mac Jones, Michael Thomas, we'll be looking at those as well. Hi, guys. I hope you're not as salty as I am. Hope you have a low-sodium diet tonight, Heath and Dave. I was just thinking about all the things you were right about. Like? Help me out, please. Boost my confidence. Carson Wentz sucking. Yeah. Um, the Jacksonville, Jacksonville being good. Yeah. Um, okay. That might be it. Those were two things that you were right about. I feel really bad about AJ Dillon. I told everybody to start AJ Dillon. I don't know. You guys get that way when you just, you really Packers like a guy. Stop using AJ Dillon. Can, it is so frustrating. They're wasting all these plays with Aaron Jones on the bench and handing the ball off for two yards to AJ Dillon, man. I think they might think about it. And Jones had a ton of you know, high-value work today. 11 of 15 snaps on third and fourth downs, three of five snaps inside the 20. And Dylan, I think seven touches for Dylan. Well, they both scored five PBR fantasy points. They are mega duds today along no, with... No, no, no. He had 12 carries, and uh, I was way off. 14 touches for Dylan. All right. It still ain't great. 
All right, we'll get into all that later. We have a mega dud segment today. Justin Jefferson is the headliner. Also, DJ Moore is in there. DeAndre Swift. Tyreek Hill was a mega dud. Allen Robinson. If you could, please just make sure we get DJ Moore in every segment of the podcast. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> I know he's in Dave's Losers. He's in Believe It or Not. If we could throw him into Buy or Sell, into Mega Duds, into Buy Low or Oh No. Ooh, just we've got someone who's salty. Yeah, where you like to put him? It's the, the word of the day is salty. All right, so I didn't do buy or sell today out of respect for you, Heath. I didn't want to steal all your content. So let's talk about the – we have sponsors for winner and loser. The Jamal Williams touchdown hip thrust winner of the day. (laughs) Heath, he should know, Heath. You can't do that many pumps. He should have seen Key and Peel. But who is your winner of the day? I think if you play that well, you can do whatever you want. Like, he was phenomenal today. He's not my winner of the day, but that dude deserves all of the credit. We act like he's just getting in the way of DeAndre Swift, and he's been a special player himself. I think the winner of the day, um, and it's a believe it or not as well, I don't care, it's it's Romeo Dobbs. Um, really, really stepped up in the absence of Sammy Watkins, was Aaron Rodgers' number one target, and did not let Aaron Rodgers down, which is huge for a rookie yes. wide receiver. Um, did like the only thing that I could say negative is he did trip uh, Winfrey on a play where they <laughs> both ran a deep cross and they ran into each other. I don't know if that was his fault or not, but every time Rodgers went to him, he was there and he delivered. Huge, huge day for Ro- Romeo. All right, Dave, who is the Ken Dorsey tantrum loser of the day? Well, do, do we start with DJ Moore here? Do we, just, <laughs> do we rip the Band-Aid off right here, right now? DJ Moore with the Shy Smith, six target, one catch, two-yard day, at least two carries for 13 yards. I can't even get over how many tweets I got. Can I cut DJ Moore? Do I really have to start him every the, week? I'm glad it, that you're you're getting all the tweets, too. I'm getting your shrapnel. Like, seriously, this is not the first busts that's ever happened in fantasy football. Of <laughs> but I have never seen this many tweets. And I know I was high on them and I was like so far I look like an idiot, but I've never seen so many tweets about a player who's off to a bad start. The problem is that I don't know if he can turn this around because I don't know if his quarterback can turn this around. Baker's just not look great. And I know that he's he's came with great expectations in the Carolina and a good touchdown rate, and I thought the case you laid out made perfect sense, but the Panthers just view it a lot differently, and Baker is not good enough, and he's not being trusted enough uh, to be – I mean, in this game, it's hard to say that because he only had 25 attempts. They were it's, winning. It's every game he only has 25 attempts. Yeah, I mean, that's the point, is that he's not out there getting – You know, where are the 40 pass attempt days, and where are the plays that are specifically schemed up over and over again for DJ Moore? Last week – it was here and there. It was one drive. But, yeah, but they had success on that drive, did they not? They did score a touchdown on that drive, yes. So that, right, which is pretty rare for Baker Mayfield. To <laughs> a touchdown. He's only done that once each of his first three games. So yeah. why would they not implement him more? I don't know the answer to that. It bothers me a little because I think DJ Moore is talented, but he's getting, he's getting bakered. It's, it's interesting because uh, J.J. Zacharias and late round QB on Twitter just tweeted about this. I think he's had a 24, a 27 and a 25% target share in their first three games. Mm. Yeah. And just been like 26% is what you would have projected. 
um, just been absolutely terrible in just about every single way outside of one drive this season. 18 targets, 7 catches, 88 yards. Mark wants That's to know now. if you would trade DJ Moore for Miles Sanders. I mean, if you need a running back, sure, but it's uh, it's tough. It, it's it's and so the question is, he's clearly not fulfilling the expectations. Even if you got him in round four, he's not fulfilling the expectations. What do you do with this guy? And I think the answer is, you really have to take it week by week. It can comes down to who else you have. It should be the, next week could be the Joe Boo week because it's Arizona at home. Yeah, you'd think that he'd be able to come through for at least <clears throat> uh, I don't know fifteen PPR points. Is that asking too much at this point for DJ Moore? Maybe. Well, can I just say that Cooper Cup had forty-four yards today. Well, he did drop a long touchdown, but well, he's I, not the number one wide receiver. It doesn't matter. It, <laughs> I, but they do. It, they shadow. They shadow with uh, with uh, what's his? I'm Byron Byron Murphy. They shadowed Cooper Cup with him. I I think I mean enough. They tried anyway. They shadowed Devontae Adams with him. He will probably draw Marlon Humphrey next week. He's like week. fifth on the team in receiving. Why would he draw a shadow? He probably will. He's their best receiver. I he, they may have I don't didn't see the game really, but they may have done it with Lattimore today for all I know. Um I like I said with the Giants, the Giants actually shadowed Robbie Anderson with their top cornerback. But um I you know He's got I, another tweet. I'm so mad I bought into DJ Moore because of Heath Cummings <laughs> senior. Thank you. He's not a slam dunk, even in a, what looks like a good matchup because the Cardinals defense stinks, but they are pretty good against number one wide receivers. They were last year, they are so far this year. Cooper Cup has had his three worst games over the last two years or one plus years now are all against Arizona. The only That's three great. times since the beginning of twenty twenty one where he has not had ninety two or more yards are all against Arizona. Dropped a long touchdown today, so that, that may have gotten him there. But I don't think it would have actually, but uh, that's pretty crazy. All right, so uh, winner is Romeo Dobbs, loser is DJ Moore. The biggest winner is the the newsletter and all of you for subscribing for free to the newsletter. Go to cbssports.com slash newsletters. Chris Towers pumps this out every day, gives you amazing advice and and great news that you did. You know, Chris is really good at finding a lot of stories from beat writers and all that 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 I never even see if not for Chris. So this is why you got to follow, uh, the, go subscribe to the Fantasy Football Today newsletter. We actually have a bunch of newsletters that you can subscribe to. It goes right in your inbox. Again, of course, it's free. Great content. Go to cbssports.com slash newsletters. The big news today, Dalvin Cook has a, sep- a dislocated shoulder. but Again. Yeah, again. And he, he might be fine for next week. Probably will. David Montgomery apparently has a minor injury. He left in the first quarter, and Khalil Herbert went off. They are at the Giants next week, but Montgomery might be fine for next week. Mac Jones left with an injury. It did not look great. Um, no update on him. Uh, x-rays were negative. That That is some update, yes. Uh, sorry, there was that. X-rays were negative. Uh, did Jarvis Landry come back? I know Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry both got hurt in the second half. Michael Thomas has a toe injury. Not what you want to see. Uh, Landry has an ankle injury. I thought he may have come back, but we'll be monitoring the Saints offense. And honestly, even before the injuries, Chris Olave was having a huge game, and he ended up with well over 100 yards. Uh, That might be the last time he's on my bench for a while, but we'll see. A.J. Green left with a knee injury in the third quarter. Um, Should there have... I did not get a chance to see this. Should there have been a Justin Herbert to DeAndre Carter touchdown with three seconds left? I saw people flipping out on Twitter that they should have reviewed it. It was a touchdown, but they didn't review it. It was really close, yeah. All right. Almost got a garbage time touchdown. You know what? 
If you're losing by four scores to Jacksonville, we're not going to review anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Why was Herbert in the game anyway? Yeah. And Tom Brady has now scored fewer than 17 fantasy points in three straight games. He also did that in 2019, his last year with New England. In fact, he scored fewer than 17 fantasy points in five out of six games. And he actually ended his career in New England, not even including that terrible playoff game, with fewer than 20 fantasy points in seven of his last eight games. Um, but and that was six point per passing touchdown leagues. But if you look at Tom Brady and what he's done in the first three weeks of the season, we did not see it at all in 2020. We did not see it at all in 2021. And I think you can give him some some pretty good excuses there. Uh, should we put the buy low tag on on Tom Brady? He might have a very different receiver situation starting next week. Uh, yeah, absolutely, I would. It, okay. This is going to be a really tricky week for Tampa because apparently they're going to get their team out of Dodge. There's a hurricane headed toward the uh, Gulf western coast. coast of Florida. Yeah, And so they're going to get out of there while the storm comes in, and then when the storm leaves, they're coming back. All they're doing is playing Kansas City in week four at home. So yeah. it's it, preparation is going to be tough for them. Evans will be back. We'll see about other guys stepping up. Um, I thought a good good comment here about something that where is that? How should Heath? Oh, how should Heath? Where is that? There we go. How should Heath repent for his DJ Moore misguidance? How about a Minshew costume every day until DJ Moore is a wide receiver one? What do you think? He should re- he should repent by drinking delicious beer <laughs> and focusing on what's happening now and moving forward. I, I may have a, a breakdown over this whole thing at some point. Just so everybody's prepared. <laughs> I, there may be like a little pissy screaming match coming at some point out of me. And if it does, that, you, that you've oh. been warned. That's why. I just, I don't recall. It. And maybe this is just the worst call in fantasy football since I've worked in the industry in 10 years. Um, I just don't recall anything quite like this. It's unfair. I know. No, it's, it's not unfair. I, it, well, it's not unfair I think, at all. I think if you're going to be pissy, we should fly you to Charlotte, and you should do it at a press conference <laughs> for and get pissy with him. Yeah. No, I wouldn't get pissy with DJ Moore. Yeah, no, don't get pissy with no. DJ Moore. No, not at all. I don't think this is. A, I don't. I don't think this is a DJ Moore problem. Well, I don't know any idea. I understand it's it's frustrating, and it's we want we strive to be to be right and to help you win. And right, we want to help you. It just ended up being almost like a on air meme of Heath loving DJ Moore. So I think they just people just associate you with him. And you know what? No, I, I think there'll that. be better days. There'll be better days. Oh, I would expect so. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, if Heath, if you if you want to go see DJ Moore, then you need to go to a game, obviously, and you need to get yourself on SeatGeek. Get your seat. In a seat, go to SeatGeek.com or download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FFT for your first purchase, and you will get $20 off your first purchase. Now, you know me. I love the SeatGeek app. I use it all the time. Let me see if I can get that queued up here real quick. Uh, let's oh, let's see what Giants tickets are looking like for tomorrow, all right? So we'll go to SeatGeek. I'm going to share my screen here if you are watching on YouTube.com slash today. Sorry for the delay, everybody. All right, here we go. Let's take a look. So this is why I love SeatGeek, right? Because first of all, I always filter it. You see these filters to include the fees. I want to know what these are going to cost with the fees. I like that feature. I don't want any surprises at the end. It's going to sort it by deal, by deal score or by price. 
So this is telling me which ones are the best deals. Now, if you look at this map here on SeatGeek, or if obviously you're not looking, just listen. If you look at a map on SeatGeek, a seating map, you're going to see green dots. These big green dots, these dark green dots, these are the best values. They tell you right away, these are the best values. You should buy these tickets. Light green dots, not as interested. Red dots, not even considering it. Okay, so SeatGeek searches online for all these tickets, puts them all in one place so you don't have to go searching multiple websites. And like I said, you're getting 20 bucks off your first purchase. Just go to SeatGeek or download the app, SeatGeek.com or download the app and get 20 bucks off your first purchase with the promo code FFT. That's promo code FFT for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek order. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. All right, back to the show. Let's do the Mega Duds. Ugh, this deserves some... <laughs> Some sad trombone there. I just like how you were so excited to say Mega Duds. Can, we haven't done it yet. Yeah, go ahead, Ian. Justin Jefferson. Can you fact check? I've got a Justin Jefferson Azer stat, and I want to verify that it's true. Mm. If the past two weeks you had started DJ Moore over Justin Jefferson, your team would have scored more fantasy points. <sighs> Maybe. True. DJ Moore had a touchdown. Jefferson really didn't have a lot of anything the last two. Yeah, it's two weeks in a row. Six for 48 last week, three for 14 against the Lions. And I thought he was going to kill them. They're so bad against receivers. So he's got 15.2 over the past two weeks. 6.2 plus plus nine catches. Yep, 15.2. DJ Moore, on the other hand, what does he have? Uh, he had 13 point. Now he has 14.8. Uh, so <laughs> Jefferson's got him by 0.4. All right, I'm going to read you the mega duds and tell me who you're worried about. And we'll take DJ Moore out of the mega duds. We already talked about him. Justin Jefferson, DeAndre Swift, Tyreek Hill. Why don't we start there? Any concerns going forward about Jefferson, DeAndre Swift, or Tyreek Hill? I mean, with Swift, the injuries, he, he limped off at one point during the game today. And he was basically splitting 50-50 with Jamal Williams. Craig Reynolds had some work as well. So you got to be worried about that with Swift. I, I had Swift in my losers just because Jamal Williams has been so awesome and is doing such a good job in the red zone that I don't think he's going to give that job back. Yeah, and Dave, you know, you said it was 50-50. I don't know what the playing time was, but the touches I've were... I've got it. I've, I have... I, the touches were were Swift had twenty or Jamal Williams had twenty two touches and Swift had ten and that's two weeks right. in a row where he's had eight seven to ten touches. DeAndre Swift Jamal Williams forty three percent Swift forty two percent Craig Reynolds seventeen percent. Uh, Williams had both of the snaps inside the ten. Swift only half of the third and fourth downs. Isn't that strange that they're playing DeAndre Swift on a bunch of plays where he's not touching the ball if he's not healthy? Yeah, why play him at all? Yeah. Because like the touches are not even kind of close. It's two to one, Williams. But the snaps are almost the same. I mean, to sum it up, it's just a health thing for Swift, right? That's what I think. I'm, I think you should be concerned if you were buying Swift as a top five running back. Yeah. Okay, uh, Tyreek Hill, two catches for 33 yards. The Dolphins barely had the ball. They had the ball for fewer than 20 minutes, and they beat the Bills... And uh, two or through 18 passes. They're going to get passes. creamed on Thursday. <laughs> They're going to get destroyed. By uh, by the Bengals? Yep. Hope you guys weren't happy, Dolphins. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're a better team than the Bengals. 
Well, okay. Mm. This, this is. That, you, this do is you know how many snaps their yeah. defense was on the field for? Sorry to cut you off, Heath. They're not going to get creamed. No, 90 but how- snaps. 90 snaps their defense was on the field for. And now they're playing on a Thursday. This is my take, my thing. And it's not. It's, maybe it's partially related to DJ Moore because he should be in every conversation. How could we think we know anything? Three weeks ago, the AFC West was the best division in football. Yep. Like, and everybody knew it. Undisputed. Yeah. Best division in football. The Chiefs are the only team in that division that's going to be above 500. And that's because they beat the Chargers. You mean after week three, not, not rest. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. The All Chargers right. just got beat by four scores by Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, the Raiders are terrible. Look, if you take if you take J.C. Jackson and Joey Bosa off the Chargers, they probably have a bad defense. And that's what happened today. Jackson didn't play. Bosa left in the first quarter. Uh, Mike Williams is a mega dud. No Keenan Allen. Yes, Justin Herbert. Herbert threw almost 50 times, I think. And Mike Williams had one catch. It was a touchdown, 15 yards. So he's a mega dud for the second time this year. Allen Robinson is once again a mega dud who dropped a touchdown. Um, let's talk about them too. Mike Williams and Allen Robinson. Any long-term concerns? <laughs> I mean, I, I know the answer, but any long-term concerns about those guys? You know what it is with Robinson. Can't feel great about starting him moving forward. This this was a bad letdown after what we saw from him last week. At least he got the end zone target, but he only had five targets in the game. So that kind of stinks. Williams is going to be a yo-yo. One week he's going to be amazing, and the next week he's going to be down a little bit. I don't like that he was tied for third in targets from with the Chargers. I I could be convinced to drop Allen Robinson. And I, I hear in the back of my head, well, what's the difference between Allen Robinson and DJ Moore? And the difference is that DJ Moore was good last year. Allen Robinson was awful last year and has looked really awful this year. Like they had one game where they really tried to scheme him up and they tried to scheme him up early in this game. They went to him twice in the red zone and he dropped one of them. And the other one, he looked like he might fall down trying to make a move. He does not look like a starting NFL wide receiver. Yeah. He looks like he has to catch the ball in the end zone to be good. He's not going to make plays. Uh, So it's, disappointing mike williams is interesting i really don't know how to explain this one guys it's not like they ran the ball a lot in him his entire career i was talking about this all summer long i know this is part of who he is is he still a no doubt about it start mike williams no at this point you might have some rookie receivers that you'll feel a little more confident in starting but there I'm is serious upside against the texans yeah, you could take it week to week with him. Okay. Final mega duds. Both Packers running backs. They scored five fantasy points. Aaron Jones had 12 carries for 36 yards, three catches for 11 yards. He lost the fumble. A.J. Dillon had 12 carries and two catches. So very similar, only one fewer touch. Total yards were even pretty similar, but yeah, they both ended up with about five PPR fantasy points. So um, Heath concerned at all going forward with these Packers running backs. I guess the Bucks run defense showed up today. Yeah, I'm concerned, more concerned about A.J. Dillon than I am about Aaron Jones because there have been times this year where it looked like Aaron Jones was the best player on the Packers. Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, next week against the Patriots, I'm probably going to rake Aaron Jones as a high-end number two running back and Dillon as a flex. 
after that, I mean, you love the schedule, Giants, Jets, Washington, but I'm starting to wonder, are there too many mouths to feed on this offense? He He's getting, you know, everyone involved, really. Now, they, they, they go through the running backs, don't get me wrong, but I, I, guess, I guess I'm a little bit concerned that, that Jones isn't going to live up to it. I'm sure at the end of the year, he'll finish pretty high, but... Is it, are they gonna, is it gonna be a roller coaster with Aaron Jones? It's gonna be more of a roller coaster with Jones because he's splitting at 50 50. Yeah. It sure seems like it's going to be a roller coaster for basically every single fantasy football player, except for maybe Cooper Cup. <laughs> Bad for and a Mark lot of Cooper Cup and Mark Andrews. They are good always. Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. Kelsey, can we Josh put Allen? Kelsey in Josh there? Allen? Um Kelsey wasn't good last week and was only good this week because he scored a touchdown. Yeah, but that's what he does. He scores. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, uh, I don't know, it was a weird day. I bet it was a low scoring day in fantasy. It's been, I think Chris had this last week. Coming into this week, league wide scoring was down 12%. Wow. That's good. I like that. No, it, it's terrible. No, it's good. It was getting a little bit too easy to score in the NFL, a little too offensive. Yeah, but if you're playing fantasy football, you want lots of. <sighs> uh, yeah, it's fine. If everybody's at the same disadvantage, then it's fine. Doesn't feel like we're all at the same disadvantage. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm at a bigger disadvantage right now. All right, let's talk about the early waiver wire. I'll just put DJ Moore in the conversation and say if someone drops him, pick him up. But early waiver wire, um, Jamal Williams is 70% rostered. Obviously needs to be rostered. I will tell you, DJ Moore is going to be dropped all over the place. I've received approximately 17,000 tweets saying they hate dropped him today. So <laughs> he's already on the waiver wire in millions of leagues. <laughs> millions. Khalil Herbert and Alexander Madison are going to be hot topics. Hopefully we'll know more by Tuesday. And, you know, this is a good case for running your waivers on Wednesday night instead of Tuesday night Yep. to get a little bit more info. I know this is a bit off subject, but I would like to say this. If you are a league that either runs waivers on Wednesday night already and basically nobody can make any ads until Thursday, I don't think it's a good idea if you can't make free ad drops on Thursday. For example, if you're in a fab league or a, or a waiver every night league, you got to give people a chance. If they don't get their guy on waivers on Wednesday night, then they could be really screwed by the time that Thursday game comes around. So keep that in mind. You want to give people a little bit of flexibility uh, to set their lineups on Thursday. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I thought we were on early waiver wire. I think yes. Romeo Dobbs is probably the, the superstar of the early waiver wire. Romeo Dobbs, Greg yep. Dorch. He's available in two-thirds of leagues. Like we got to start buying into Greg Dorch, at least on a lower level, right? Until Hopkins comes back. Yeah. How about Dorch is behind Dobbs, but yeah. Zay Jones? Okay, Any interest yeah, yeah. in Zay Jones? He's widely available. What about Isaiah McKenzie? Remember him? Sure. He had a pretty good game. I'm not saying he's the top guy. I'd rather have Dobbs, too. And You can make the case for Dorch and, and uh, Zay Jones. But McKenzie did in this game what I thought he was going to do in a lot of games this year. It was good to see. Great. And not a lot of Jamison Crowder in the slot. Seven catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets for Isaiah yeah. McKenzie's at Baltimore. I think he's a really angry play caller. Second <laughs> on the team in targets behind Devin Singletary, just like we drew it up. <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. That was a career high for Singletary uh, in receptions and yards, I think. Last he had year, five carries for six yards and nine catches for 80 yards. Let me tell you, and last year he had nine catches for 78 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, blew away his career high. 
Last year, he had a seven-catch game at Jacksonville, Devin Singletary, and he had one catch on one target the following week. So not sure you want to buy into that. Um, Zay Jones, I did want to get your opinion on him. Looks like the number two receiver in this Jacksonville offense. Two good games, one bad game. Widely available. Dave, any interest in Zay Jones this week? Definitely worth putting on the bench and considering uh, as a, as a receiver that you might use when the bye weeks start up soon. Two out of three games with at least nine targets. And Trevor Lawrence has looked great. Yeah. The only problem I have with Zay Jones is they're at the Eagles next week. Yeah, that's a problem. Revenge game. That is the revenge game of all revenge games. Doug Peterson facing the Eagles. More, wait a minute. More than Wentz versus the Eagles? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Wentz sucks. Doug Peterson is, uh, I shouldn't say that about Wentz. We were pretty excited about him. The, the and, Eagles are really good. And they I'm are going to make a lot of people You've come bad. very close to saying Doug Peterson sucks in the yeah. past. I'm really surprised at how, how aggressive they are and how fun they are. They're fast. You know, it's a very different roster than he had with the Eagles. The Eagles were slow, and they were tight end oriented. They were freaking boring. This team has a lot of talent. You know, ETN and, and uh, Kirk in particular. He's getting a lot out of them. I love it. And ETN hasn't really hit his stride. Anyway, they're going to win the division. Let's go to our winners and losers. I think you're right. <laughs> I, said it, I said it on That's Friday. That's probably a good bet right now. I don't know what the odds are for Jacksonville to win the South, but that seems like a bet I'd want to take. I, I just would like to stand up for James Robinson Hive and say you should not lead the Jacksonville have a Jaguars have a lot of talent with yeah. ETN and Kirk. He's good. Yeah. James yeah. Robinson has been. James Robinson's getting the opportunity. Infinitely better than Travis ETN. Do not like him next week. It's going to be hard to start Jaguars players next week against Philadelphia. You didn't like him this week. He's come through every week, James Robinson. He's got a touchdown in every game. Um, but yeah, next week, the Eagles are so good. They're winning, they're winning the NFC. Don't hold me to that. The Jaguars are. I'm more confident that the Jaguars will win the division than the Eagles will win the NFC. Let's go to the winners, Dave. Your winners. We've talked about some of them: Khalil Herbert, Ramondre Stevenson, and Isaiah McKenzie. Go. So McKenzie, we already talked about getting all that target share uh, for for Buffalo, and I think he continues. I think he's got a great chance to be a contributor, much in the way of Zay Jones, as someone that you put on your bench and you use on occasion, maybe even as a number three receiver in PPR. That's valuable. Khalil Herbert. If, if he's got an opportunity here to, to, to kind of audition for the lead job in Chicago, I wonder if he takes it over and ends up working 50-50 with David Montgomery. Now, we talked about this two weeks ago and about how Herbert could step in and, and be better than Montgomery. And then Montgomery against the Packers responded with an awesome game. He looked great. But he left week, week three pretty early. Uh, they said with knee and ankle injuries, I believe, and then – uh, Matt Eberflew said after the game, it's just one lower leg injury and that it's not very serious. So we'll see. If, if the news comes out Monday that Montgomery's going to be fine, then it's going to be hard to be as excited for Herbert off the waiver wire. But man, is he worth having on a roster just in case Montgomery does stink or does get seriously hurt. And then speaking of a running back that kind of broke out, Ramondre Stevenson uh, didn't have all of the short yardage carries. In fact, no. oh no, he did. He had five of eight inside the 10. 7-11 snaps on third and fourth downs. For whatever reason, I was thinking Harris had an edge there, but he didn't. So there might have been a changing of the guard today, and Ramondre could have been the better running back for New England. But that's an offense that's got some, some big question marks with Mac Jones and his health going into week four. 
Yeah, the Patriots running back is going to be tough start-sit decisions, you know, and Stevenson was only started in 9% of leagues. Let me check Damian Harris's start percentage. Uh, Harris was started in 48% of leagues, and uh, they, you know, it, it was pretty even. They had they were within one carry. Stevenson had 16 touches. Harris had 13. They both scored. Stevenson had the better game. Um I don't even know. I mean, is it easy? Can you even make a guess at who's going to be better rest of season? I, I'm sure I'm going to make you do it. So take a guess. Who's going to be better rest of season? Yeah, <laughs> the knee-jerk reaction is to say Stevenson. Heath? Uh, Damien. Stevenson. Right. <laughs> exactly. Heath's winners. Cam Akers is Cam Akers the captain now. Uh, he is... He was started in just 18% of leagues. He was the guy, but he fumbled at the goal line. That kind of sucks. Cam Akers, Romeo Dobbs, and Justice Hill. Justice Hill, six carries, 60 yards. Go ahead, Heath. Yeah, I think Akers is, if not on the guy, on his way to becoming the guy and making it more clear week after week that he is the best running back and he's back. And so I I would anticipate we will see 16-plus touches for Cam Akers moving forward as long as he stays healthy, and that will make him a number two running back at worst in fantasy. Now, if he fumbles inside the five-yard line again, or if one fumble inside the five-yard line is enough to make that not true, then that'll be a problem. But I don't think... When, when these guys are both going as well as they can go, Cam Akers is the better option, and he is the one who's going to get the majority of the touches. Justice Hill is just something to keep in the back of your mind or on the back of your roster because um, he's clearly the number two with J.K. Dobbins now, and there can be value in that role. Akers played 18 of 21 snaps in the second half, 9 of 10 snaps in the fourth quarter. Overall on the game... It was a 50-50 split down the middle between Henderson and Akers. Henderson had the majority of the valuable snaps, third downs, and inside the 10. But Akers looked pretty good. The fumble sucked, but hopefully the, the Rams can overlook that. And it was Hill who had all the valuable touches for Baltimore, at least the majority of them. Played more than Dobbins. 7 of 11 snaps on third and fourth downs. 5 of 7 snaps inside the 10 for Justice Hill. Yeah. And not... Jacqueline Dobbins. So I, I don't know when that flips. You've got to figure that flips eventually. Yeah. But it, it, it's a good showing by Justice Hill. It fl- yeah. I mean, it's come on. It, I can't see Justice Hill being the lead running back for this team. No, right. I could see Justice Hill being the Gus Edwards to J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram, though. Yeah. But you know what? Another thing I could see Gus Edwards coming back and being the best running back at some point. Uh, people really should stash uh, him, right? I, I have a harder how, time saying how close that. he is. Yeah. Well, he said he was close for what it's worth. If you can certainly believe Ravens running backs when they tell you about their health. That's what I've mm-hmm. learned this year. <laughs> All right. Uh I wanna I wanna talk one more winner here. I want to talk about Lamar Jackson. You know, it's an obvious winner, but he's he's just kind of a fantasy MVP right now. I mean, two straight weeks with over forty six fantasy points. He hadn't he didn't even do that in his MVP season. They have no running game, really. I mean, we just talked about Justice Hill. Um, and I don't know. He's, he's just absolutely crushing it right now. Buy, sell, hold, Lamar Jackson. Hold. Win. Buy. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. There's really not much to say. I just I didn't want to go too long without talking about him because he's just been outstanding and 
you know, these quarterbacks are having such huge weeks. Josh Allen scored 30 or more fantasy points in every game. Jalen Hurts is crushing it. These, you know, four or five quarterbacks that have just been on another level. And it's been a pretty bad year for those mid-round quarterbacks, right? I mean, Brady's been crap. Russell Wilson is in progress now, but he's been bad. Dak is injured. Right now, there is a huge separation between the best quarterbacks and everyone else. Yep. So how should we value them, Heath? Um, I think we sh- we went a little too far in downgrading them, and we should value them as third-round picks because most of the third-round picks were terrible. So we should have just been taking quarterbacks then. Is third round too late, Dave? If we're drafting today, should Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts... I'll just put them in there. So, I won't even throw Herbert in there yet, but no, the, I'll put Herbert the reason, in there. Should they the go to the second why round? The reason why they're not third-round picks, and they might be second or even first-round picks, is because we know how so many players that we built a case for in August haven't come through on it. Kamara's been trouble. Najee's been trouble. Mixon's been trouble. Would you take Christian McCaffrey number one overall still today if you were drafting? No. You'd probably I wouldn't take, take any. Up. I wouldn't take any running back first overall. Right. You, you, you might take Lamar Jackson if you're guaranteeing yourself forty plus Cooper Cup. points a week. I'd take Cup. Cooper Cup first, Mark Andrews second, and then the quarterbacks. <laughs> it's honest to God. I mean, it's really not that crazy of a take. I, are you being <laughs> it's serious not that right crazy now? Of a take, but there's there's people out there that are doing that in their leagues, <laughs> and there's there's steam coming out of their ears because well, the analysts say we should wait forever on quarterbacks, and and we do say that. But we also build a, a positive case for all the players that you do end up taking in rounds one and round two. So and now, if we were to re rank them, of course, they're not going to be as many players that we could say, look, they're going to be great. And you take them in round one and round two. It doesn't happen that way. The quarterbacks think, look great. I think like we're maybe going a little too far the other direction with this discussion, but it does bring up a point that I wanted to make. Like, there are a lot of things, including DJ Moore that look much different right now than they did three weeks ago. Like, entirely different. Dave just went over a dozen of them, and there's a dozen or two more. How many of those things do we think are going to look completely different again three weeks from now? That's what I was about to say. Well, I would say... And that's the nature of fantasy football. And I would say with the quarterbacks, what's really making those guys stand out is how bad Wilson... Again, we're doing this game. Wilson's in the first quarter, so I don't know what he does tonight. But Wilson, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins hasn't been anything special. Stafford, you know, it's basically been a pretty disappointing position right now. Trey Lance is out for the year. Justin Fields is awful. Tua had a terrible game today for fantasy purposes. So the position has been very shallow. If those guys were going off, but Brady and... Those other everybody I just mentioned were having the seasons we expected, then it might not feel like they should be first or second round picks. You know, it's just sure. they're just running away with it. And we expect and things by the to way, change. Lamar and Hertz did not have huge scoring outputs in week one. They were good in week one. Yeah, that's they right. ranked well in week one because there weren't a lot of quarterbacks that got you thirty plus. But they were they were down to earth before they lifted off. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll talk about the biggest losers, including Darnell Mooney and DJ Moore uh, and Matthew Stafford. Uh, When we come back after this break on Fantasy Football Today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are back to talk losers. Remember Ace Ventura? Bring him back this year? All right, losers. Heath, you've got Darnell Mooney and his two catches, Allen Robinson and his two catches, and DeAndre Swift and his three catches as losers. We talked about Swift, and well, go ahead. Go ahead. You floor is yours. Mooney, Robinson, I'm, Swift. I believe I saw a picture on Twitter after the game of Darnell Mooney out on the field catching balls from a jugs machine just because he wanted to remember what that <laughs> felt like. Um, the worst thing for his fantasy value, no, I'm sure he's happy they won. He's probably a very unselfish man. Um, is that they won because they're two and one now with this throw the ball 15 times a game strategy. And I think they face the giants next week. So they're going to throw the ball 15 times in that game. And if they get to three and one, then they can lose a couple games and they still think it's working. I don't know. Like maybe Darnell Mooney has a game where he catches a 45 yard touchdown pass. And that causes you to want to start him. But Justin Fields as a power passer looks awful. Yeah. Um, really terrible. Worse than he did in college, by much. Um, and they're not throwing the ball at all. So, like, I was going to make one of the believe it's or nuts until Dave Montgomery's healthy. Khalil Herbert is the only bear that needs to be rostered. But I think maybe Montgomery's going to be okay. So you just need to roster Montgomery and Khalil Herbert and Herbert. Yep. So are you cutting Mark Mooney's rostered in eighty-one percent of leagues. You'd cut him for uh, Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, like the cut list, I would cut both. I would cut Mooney before I would cut Robinson, and I would cut Robinson before I would cut DJ Moore. Would you drop Mooney for Romeo Dobbs? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, Dave's losers. I are- cut him for McKenzie. Like, how do you trust the Bears' passing offense? They don't have Fields one. is getting pressured every other drop back. He's not throwing well. It feels like he's playing very nervously. I, I. You're never going to be confident. Even if Mooney goes out next week, who do they play next week? Week four, they're at the Giants. If they go, if even if he goes off for, you know, five catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown, you'll bang your head against the wall that you missed that. But would you really feel great starting him next week against Minnesota? Maybe. Can Fields really find him the ball? They're not even trying. They're running the ball really well. (laughs) So, there's I, that too. Yeah, Adam, I can tell you're watching this uh, Broncos 49ers game as the podcast is happening. Yeah. And I, I just want to ask the, the the people who are watching us that also have the game on the background, are the fans booing the Broncos, are booing their own offense yet? <laughs> because I, I feel like that's going to happen tonight, almost for sure. 
Uh, Wilson has not looked good so far, but I'll, I'll say, you know, Wilson is a good example, of, and Fields, and Baker Mayfield, and I would say Carson Wentz. I mean, Carson Wentz, I know he put up some good fantasy numbers, but Carson Wentz, even through the first two games, was not really playing very well. He's making a lot of mistakes. I'm try- I think that most of the quarterbacks that I can think of that are really struggling have new coaches or coordinators. So that's the hope for DJ Moore, for Darnell Mooney, right? If you're just hoping that it's just taking a little bit of time and it's an adjustment period. Yeah. Uh, so I did want to point that out, but it's it's tough to trust Darnell Mooney for sure. All right, Dave's losers are more. Travis Etienne, who did have 16 touches today, and Matthew Stafford, who... I want to wait to hear what you have to say about Stafford. I have a lot to say about Stafford if you don't get to it, but I'll let you go for it. Dave, DJ Moore, Travis Etienne, and Matthew Stafford. We've already talked enough about DJ Moore. You're not going to feel good starting him anytime soon. And Etienne, this isn't I'm starting him next week. To, to cut him. What happened? I'm starting him next week. Who, more? Of course you are. Yes. You're, you're <laughs> never going to not start him. I, oh, there's a, there's a deadline, but it's not next week. Okay, not next week against Arizona. I I, I believe that. But okay. eventually, like, he's got the Rams, and I'm sure you won't use him then. ETN, you can't start either. 16 touches, 10 PPR fantasy points. Really wish that he would catch even more than three passes. He needs double that. He needs to catch, like, six passes. But Robinson's doing great. He's soaking up a lot of that work. And Christian Kirk's doing great, and Zay Jones is doing great. And it's just not leaving a ton for ETN. Stafford? So... Stafford, I want to see him play great. And starting him as a must-start fantasy quarterback, I don't think you have to do that. I think you've got to consider him amongst your options. You can look and see who else is on waivers at quarterback. But he's got the 49ers and Cowboys, back-to-back games coming up. Those are two teams with really good pass rushes. How did he do against the tough pass rush of Buffalo in Week 1? He was terrible. And Arizona, I, I don't know how badly Arizona got after him today. But the numbers speak for themselves in the run game with Cam Akers started to get going in the second half. I I just want to say Matthew Stafford completed 72% of his passes and averaged 10 yards per pass attempt today. I, he I absolutely have, shredded Arizona today. This is the first time I've disagreed with you today, Dave. I'm sorry. If if Cooper Cup okay. catches an easy touchdown and Allen Robinson catches an easy touchdown, he would have been it, 20 for 25, over 300 yards and two touchdowns. He would have torched the Cardinals. I thought Stafford was such an, a hard luck loser today. It was it was upsetting. He more than anyone else, I think, benefited from from bad luck. In my opinion, he should have had a huge Why, game. How many how many pass attempts can we can we say? Oh, if this had happened and that had happened, yeah, he would have had a, a hyper efficient game if he had those touchdowns. Would have had three hundred yards and two touchdowns and twenty five attempts. Bother you, it doesn't bother you a little bit that he's gone from forty one attempts to thirty six attempts to twenty five attempts. No, he's not going to throw twenty five times. You know they they had a lead the entire game basically. Um, I didn't sh- I didn't think there was a huge time of possession gap. Let me check on that. No, uh, who, no, he's not. They're the bigger, Rams. He's not going to throw twenty five times. I mean, who was a bigger loser in this game, Matthew Stafford or Kyler Murray? Kyler, they they I are terrible. About Kyler on there too, but I don't think anybody's going to sit Kyler. This is the same thing every week with Kyler. Now three weeks in a row, they're awful for. Th- Three quarters. He runs around frantically, makes plays down the stretch. The first two weeks he was able to save his day. This this week he wasn't. They, they are no terrible. They have no oh, run game none. at all. He averaged five point four yards per pass attempt today. And Marquise That's Brown and Dorch had huge games. <laughs> but 
I, I mean, yeah, they are, they suck. <laughs> Zach Ertz was, Zach Ertz was like, he had six for 45 on 10 targets, whatever. He was awful. Two drops, two big drops yeah. for him. I think he, he dropped a, a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. So Murray could have had a bigger day if, if Ertz catches his touchdown. And I'm that, sure there's another play that you can go to and say, well, he could have been better too. Yeah, but the thing, like the cup drop, is that, if I'm remembering correctly, it was a beautiful throw by Stafford. It should have been a huge play. I thought Stafford played you, just You fine. might be able to, you may convince me on Stafford. I'll give it a look. And, I got a bonus but loser. It's still disappointing. Hey, who had it more is. fantasy points, Kyler or Stafford? Yeah. Stafford, nine points is bad. Kyler had 12, How I think. How many did Kyler have? 12 or 13? 12. Uh, all right, I got a bonus loser for you guys. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is averaging yeah. 2.8 yards per carry. He was 12 for 24 at the Jets. And it was Samaj Pirine killing the clock at the end. He what? was hurt. Was he hurt? I did not he know that. Play, he didn't play in the fourth quarter until the Burrow kneel downs. Okay, I didn't. I'm sorry. I did not see the injury. But, but before what, he but got he's hurt, playing horribly. He was, it was disappointing. I agree. Are you concerned about this? Because yeah, what yes. is going on? <laughs> I'm concerned about it in two ways. Number one, I thought that they would try and get the run game going a little bit more to take some pressure off of Burrow, but that's not what happened at all. Burrow was great. Yeah, but I but so, he was under pressure, I think, a lot. And he, I think he yes, got, that's still going to happen, but he managed around it today. This was a great step forward for Cincinnati. Yeah, the Jets had a really bad pass rush. I believe they sacked him four times in this game. And they were they were after him. He was running around for his life a lot. It, it's a problem, and Mixon has not had a lot of I did watch a, a decent amount of this game, it was one of the games I had on along with yeah, Red Zone. Two sacks. Two sacks? That's it? Two sacks. Did, that's the, it. did the Bengals have four sacks? The Bengals had four sacks. Okay. Um, Two and a half by Trey Hendricks. Mixon did not have a lot of room here, but you know sometimes it's hard to tell if that's his fault, if that's the Lions' fault, what's going on there. But it's it's a pretty you, you love the work, but it is a pretty disappointing start for Mixon. And I'm pretty sure we talked at one point this past week about if you've got Mixon, it's a good idea to just put P Ryan on the bench. Yeah. And if and if it is a significant injury, I don't think it is, but. Maybe it is. And if it is, Pirine's going to be very popular. Okay, some defensive injuries. Jair Alexander, star cornerback for the Packers, left in the first quarter. And edge rusher Joey Bosa for the Chargers, also left in the first quarter. Baltimore defensive tackle Michael Pierce left with an injury. And they also lost their uh, offensive tackle Patrick McCarry. So they're beat up there. Oh, and the Chargers offensive line is kind of a mess right now. They were already playing without Corey Lindsley, their center. Rashawn now Slater, later. their stud left tackle, he left early in that game as well. Buffalo safety Micah Hyde is out for the season. Sammy Watkins is on IR. Van Jefferson is on IR. So they're going to miss at least three more games. Tennessee left tackle Taylor Lewan, he is out for the season. There were some minor injuries. Guy, A lot of guys got hurt and came back in. T. Higgins, Garrett Wilson, Amandra St. Brown. Tua Tungabailoa, we were lucky with that. There were a lot of players cramping up for the Bills. They were exhausted. And then there was their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, having the, the best fit I've ever seen in a press box. That was awesome. Ken Dorsey, by the way, is probably my favorite college player of all time. Probably, maybe Dave's too. Love the guy. But that was so funny. Thank you for that moment, Ken Dorsey. Uh, I don't think it was Speak. funny. I thought it was kind of Speaking of, awkward. that was so funny. Um, Stop that. I'm going to mute you. I'm going to mute you. I think Adam I'm going to mute you. <laughs> during the games, and it said, I believe, our team is so bad. 
And I knew he was talking about our shared team in the For the People Podcast League, which will be 0-3 probably by the time you hear this podcast. And I just responded, did you mean to send this to Dave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about the Miami Hurricanes. Very yes, funny. They're pathetic. It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, we've already lost, so we are already 0-3. Oh, no, that's uh, not true. That's, that is not true. We have the... We might win. Yeah. We have the Broncos DST here, and we're down by six points. We might win. Okay. So uh, let's get to the games here. I thought we would get to these games a lot earlier. I was wrong. Jacksonville 38, Los Angeles 10. We'll start with the afternoon games. Heath, give me a believe it or not for the Jaguars and Chargers game. James Robinson is a must-start top 15 running back rest of season. Yep. Believe it. I know it's going to stink next week. Yeah, I'm thinking about the players who are 15th-ish, and that's guys like, what, Zeke and maybe even a Jeff Wilson and uh, Damian Pierce. So, yeah. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Najee Harris. <laughs> oh, I'd take them over. You'd still take them over James Robinson? I would 100% take Robinson over Najee Harris. You would? Dave, would you? I think so. Hmm. I'm just, I am so nervous about the upcoming schedule for Najee. Okay. Kind of want to try and bail on him this week if I can. Okay, uh, so we're buying that. We're believing that. And let's do another one here. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about Austin Eckler. He did have eight catches today, but only four carries. Are there any long-term concerns about Eckler? I think they're starting to creep in. Mm-hmm. That that there there's some issues here. He's just sharing too much with Sony Michelle and Josh Kelly. It's like they 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 got both these guys on like, well, we got to find a way to give them work. Eckler had 57% of the snaps split inside the 10 work. They were only down there for four snaps. But we haven't seen a 20-point game yet from Eckler. It's, it's, getting, it's getting there. It's getting a little ugly. Um, do you think Josh Palmer, who had 99 yards on nine targets today, do you think he will matter when Keenan Allen comes back? Palmer is 38% rostered. Maybe. No. No. I think he might. Ooh, we got some news here. Mac What's Jones that? is believed to have suffered a high ankle sprain. That's oh, my gosh. One. He cried over a high ankle sprain? That's from Schefter. So that could be a month absence if it's yeah. a high ankle sprain. I thought I thought he, like, shattered his ankle. Maybe he like did, he, too. He, he looked like he was in the, the most pain he's ever been in in his life. I would think a high ankle sprain might be the most pain I've ever been in my life. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever broken an ankle? No. Yeah, when I I did when I was cr- when I crossed teeth over. We were playing hoops. What? That didn't oh. happen. Uh, how much you guys buying Trevor Lawrence? Thirty points at the Chargers after twenty two and a half against the Colts last week. I want to buy it. It's just a matter of how often will I feel comfortable starting him? If he can. If he can slay the Eagles next week, then you're going to start him all the time. I but after Philadelphia, after Philadelphia, it's Houston, it's Indy, it's the Giants. Those are three more games. I, I think if you've got a quarterback that you like who's on bye in weeks five, six, or seven, I guess it would just be six and seven. Nobody's on bye in week five. Uh, get Lawrence if he's available. Use him as your bye week replacement. Okay, I thought I didn't. Okay, well, guess we're done. Atlanta 27, Seattle 23. Uh, believe it or not, Kyle Pitts is fine. No reason to be concerned. Yeah, 
I'll believe that. They they made an, an effort to get him involved early on in the game, and he did good. No, I'm not going to believe it. I think it's going to be hard for two receivers to have a lot of yards in the same game because London had his lowest yardage output. He scored, and Pitts had his best. And what is Mario? Let's see, Mariota's passing yards in three games, 215, 195, and 229. So Pitts is fine. I just think that just I, I just think he's gonna he's gonna just gonna have some bad weeks. He's gonna have too many bad weeks. I don't think he's gonna live he's, up to his value. He's not gonna be round three fine. Right. No. Right. Exactly. That's not what you asked though. Is he going to be top ten fantasy tight end fine? Yes. Yeah. That's yes. not fine for Kyle Pitts. Is he gonna be if top he's, six? No, not if where he's tight end eight through ten. Agreed. Then he's bust. City. Yes. Agreed. Um, all right. So do you think he's going to be like a round five caliber player, a top 60 player? Could be because of his position. Sure. Right. Okay. Uh, Rashad Penny, 14 carries. Ken Walker, only three here. And Cordero Patterson had a huge game. 17 carries, 141 yeah. yards and a touchdown. He was started in 72% of leagues. He had one catch. This definitely surprised me a little bit here. Um, let's start with Patterson, Dave, and your thoughts on Cordero. Loved it. It was a game that the Falcons were in, and he was running really, really well. So there was a chance of this. I, th- I thought that there was also a chance that he could bust out. And no, I shouldn't say bust out, but be a bust. Be a bust. Week. Yeah. Right. Because I thought that the Seahawks could actually build a lead. And I thought the Falcons might actually try throwing more than 20 times. But Patterson was running really well. Didn't split nearly like he did with Algier the week before. Played about 60% of the snaps. Played a lot on third and fourth downs. Falcons were inside the 10 for once. In fact, in this entire game, there were only two snaps inside the 10. One each for the Falcons and the Seahawks. Hmm. So, wow. I don't know if that – Algier had that snap. I don't know if that means anything with Patterson moving forward or not. But I think Patterson's fine. He's a, he's a number two fantasy running back. Uh, Patterson or James Robinson rest of season? I feel better about Robinson. Any interest in starting Rashad Penny in a dream matchup next week at Detroit? Definitely. Yeah. Lockett or Metcalf rest of season? Um, Still Metcalf, but it will be closer than their ADP was. Yeah, for sure. I think they're both top 30 fantasy receivers. Okay. They'll be happy to use them as a play. I thought Geno played well through the first three quarters. He scored 21 or more fantasy points in two of three games so far. He's 12% rostered. And Penny dominated snaps. This was good to see because DJ Dallas had a role, Ken Walker had a role, but Penny played almost 70% of the snaps. A lot of third and fourth down snaps too. So good. You, you can start him next week for sure. Next game is Green Bay 14, Tampa Bay 12. Came down to a two-point conversion. Very exciting finish. And the Packers win it. And Heath, what do we got? I like that you combined Christian Watson and Sammy Watkins' name in the notes into one player. <laughs> they, they combined for zero points because they didn't play. But um, <laughs> believe it or not, related to those guys, Romeo Dobbs will be the best Packers wide receiver rest of the season. I, I just the believe. annoyance on Adam's face and even the thought of that. <laughs> tough to believe that he'll be the best rest of the season. But... <laughs> <laughs> salty. I'm pretzel salty today, baby. I I I can't um Uh you guys should really watch the YouTube stream. 
If you're just listening now and you're like, why is he laughing so hard? It was Adam's face at the thought of that question. That's a great question. I can't, I mean, you cannot possibly like the way Alan Lazard has been used so far. <laughs> you just can't. I, I mean, he, he's he got a touchdown in each of the games he's played, and he had a long catch late, but six targets today, three targets in week two. Um, I think I'm going to not believe it, Heath, that Dobbs will be the best, but I don't think I can confidently say who will be the best. Dave? Hey, yeah, I... I can't confidently say that he'll be the best either. But you can start to look, we can narrow it down quite a bit. We know it's not going to be Cobb. We know it's it's unlikely for it to be Sammy Watkins. Lazard still has a chance to be that guy. Watson still has a chance to be that guy. So it, Dobbs will be in that mix. We've seen three receivers get attention in fantasy before in Green Bay. So Dobbs is going to be somebody that you'll consider from week to week. <laughs> They've got the they've got the Patriots in with I think Heath looks like Tom Brady tonight. I don't think I've ever seen his hair like this. You have you look ju- a no lot, product in there a lot like Tom Brady tonight. This is my uh, road forty five minutes on the bike during the four p.m. games here. Ah, okay. Uh, trying oh. to sweat out that DJ more. <laughs> <laughs> Anything here for the uh, for the box? Do we think Russell Gage is going to matter going forward? Big game for him. 12 catches, 87 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, left on my bench in so many leagues. I, I, I love how he stepped up. I, I thought that Cole Beasley's promotion meant something bad for Gage. But he was the guy that Brady was leaning on. It was great to see. There's no chance he's getting this type of volume and share moving forward. There's just none. Not with Evans coming So do back you think now. he's going to matter going forward? Probably not <laughs> once Godwin's back. Okay. Five percent started Russell Gage. Heath, by the way, did you shower after the bike ride? Yeah. No. Okay. Los Angeles was gross. Los well, Angeles twenty I, Arizona. I haven't left the house. Yeah, but it's gross. You're gross. You go <laughs> multiple days in a row without showering. That's not really true. Hey, we've I, got like multiple one o'clock games, like all of them to go through still, right? <laughs> Oh, everyone, plus the Rams, Arizona. Here right. we go. Rams, Arizona, 20 to Let's 12. Let's talking about Heath's showers then. Yeah, Heath, what's the first thing you uh, – never mind. Rams, 20, Arizona, 12. Uh, believe it or not, James Conner is yet another third-round bust. I think you can believe it. He's touchdown needy, terrible rushing average. It's worse than last year, and this offense is ugh. Mm. Okay, let me let me play devil's advocate here on that. Let's not count week two because he left with an injury. Week one, he played almost every snap before the fourth quarter. Which what was it? Was a why didn't he play the fourth quarter? Did he get hurt or was it a blowout? They were blown out, but Kyler Murray was still playing. He just started sharing with Eno Benjamin, and it was either because they were getting blown out or because he had touched the ball fifteen times and generated fifty-five yards. He's their the clear-cut like touch monster still, um, and they True. just faced the Rams, so probably. A, but I don't know. Still a must start if he's healthy. He also had twenty-five yards on seven carries against the Chiefs. Yeah, he's yeah. They can't run the ball. Mm, but he said, but he but he gets catches. He's like Najee Harris. Is that fair? 
Um, yeah, I hope that he's on a lot better offense, but it's hard to make that argument right now. If this is a team that doesn't have a good defense and it's every game's going to end up the same where Kyler's got to play Superman and he's the one running around and throwing, how often can we expect um, a ton of work from Connor? I'd like maybe maybe this is a ton of work for him. 13 carries and three catches and 16 touches is good. But you know that he's completely inefficient with them. It's almost like he needs 20 touches just to give you what a normal running back would give you on 13 or 14 touches. And he's an injury waiting to happen. Would you rather have Cam Akers or James Conner? Akers. I kind of feel better with the running back on a winning team who probably will end up having almost the same type of He's had almost no catches this year, though, Cam Akers. He had zero today. He has two this season. He's a more efficient runner than Connor. He Is should he? get more yards than Connor. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true, but he's not he's not super efficient. And Connor's not scoring 18 touchdowns. I agree with you. Okay. Not score eight. Would you rather have Allen Robinson or the smelly can of cat food that I have to recycle tonight in my kitchen? Or anything else other than Allen Robinson. What was the 40 time of the can of cat food? <laughs> All right, Cincinnati 27. Robinson's a bench receiver. And the Jets 12. By the way, another nice game for Tyler Higby. Higby had 61 yards on only four targets. Wow. All right, caught them all. Um, Cincinnati 27, Jets 12, Heath. Believe it or not, the Brees Hall breakout is right around the corner. Believe it. Looked way better than Michael Carter. Every time I looked up, Hall was making plays. Contributed on passing downs. Here, let me get the snaps. Carter wasn't even hardly playing on passing downs. He had 11 target targets again, Hall did. Carter only ca- caught one pass. They had a role for Brees Hall. He played 17 of 21 third and fourth downs. That's a lot. And they basically split 50-50 overall snaps. They, they did not have any snaps inside the 10. So don't know who their short yardage guy is, if they're going to define that role. But Hall has looked better than Carter. I think for two straight weeks. Yeah. I don't know if I can buy that. The breakout is coming though, because I don't know that they're just going to take touches away from Carter necessarily. You know, I, well, I kind of feel like they did in this game though. Cause Carter was the pass catching back earlier. Yeah. I'm sorry. That wasn't the right, the best way to phrase it. I don't think they're going to make it where it's one guy's backfield. I think they're going to really continue to sure. split. I'm going to, for as long as it's relevant, I'm going to compare it to the Broncos of next of last year where it, just, it was impossible for Javante to have a true breakout because he never truly overtook Melvin Gordon. I'm not sure when that happens with the Jets. But it's a mystery. Do you, what do you might, think is going to happen, Heath? It might, it might end up happening once it's clear that Brees is the better back. Okay, Garrett Wilson... You know, he may have been slowed by the injury because he was having a much better game before the injury, but he ended up with 10 targets, 10 for Elijah Moore... Um, they both had kind of underwhelming games, but six for 60 for Garrett Wilson, four for 49 for Elijah Moore. Are we ready to drop Elijah Moore? No. I don't think you can start him with any confidence. Last question on this game. Buy or sell? T. Higgins is a problem for Jamar Chase. Believe it. Sure. Mm. Not to say that Higgins, you wouldn't take Higgins over Chase, would you? No. No. Would you take Stefan Diggs over Chase? 
I don't think so. I, I think Tyler Boyd is a problem for Higgins and Chase. He only had five targets. He had a 56-yard touchdown. Fluky, catch. Yeah. His, his touchdown was fluky. But Higgins had seven targets. Chase had 10. Boyd had five. But that's another All right, Diggs, taking tell me away. now, Diggs or Chase? Diggs. Diggs. All right, let's go a little faster here. Baltimore 37, New England 26. Believe it or not, I was looking at the wrong game. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> um, believe it or not, Devontae Parker matters. Don't believe it. Don't believe it, just watch. Well, let's let's factor in the Mac Jones situation here, Heath. That's the big reason why. It was a great game for, <laughs> for Devontae Parker. Did he have one catch coming in? One catch coming in. He had five for 156 did, yards. Dave, how many catches did he have over 37 and a half yards? He had one. Just one. So my my player prop streak went kablooey on FFT. He however, however, the other four that I gave on the early edge player prop show came through with flying colors. All right. Maybe I, I just I would, need to do a better job with the one prop that I picked. That was a serious question because he averaged 32 yards per catch. He did. No, there, there was a 31-yard catch for Parker earlier in the game, and Pete and Jamie, oh, it was close, it was close. And then Parker had a nice long catch and got yards after, and that one went for 40. It was the only catch that went longer than 37 yards for Mac Jones today. Yeah, that's good. And only the 11th time in his career. Well, he Devontae Parker is available in in 62% of leagues. So with the Mac Jones news that he that they fear he has a high ankle sprain, are you going to make any claims for him? Obviously, Jacoby Myers was out today. Nope. Okay. No. All right. For the let's talk about Bateman. Bateman had a almost had another big play. He ended up with 59 yards on four targets. He's got to be among the leaders in yards per target, Rashad Bateman. But what would you tell the Rashad Bateman manager right now? He's Gabe Davis. Fair. The Rashad Bateman manager is Gabe Davis or Bateman is? Bateman Gabe is. Davis. They're okay. boom bust number three <laughs> wide receivers who are going to win you weeks and are going to have weeks where they're your lowest scoring wide receiver. That, but that's okay because they win you weeks. All right, well, that brings us to Miami 21 and Buffalo 19. and, and he, the- is, he is the leader in yards per target among qualifying wow. wideouts this year. Dave, do you, agree, do you agree with that assessment from Heath that Gabe Davis is a number three boomer bust wide receiver? He has just 11 targets in two games. He almost had a touchdown today. Um, he, he's, he's probably like a high-end number three receiver. I would say that's what he is in PPR. I always talk in PPR, and in non-PPR, he's just a number two wide receiver. But, he, yeah. Um, believe it or not, you should drop Dawson Knox for Tyler Conklin. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> the Adam face? Yes. Okay, I, I don't want to... First of all, it's not my show. It, it's your show. I'm, I don't want to talk too much. I feel like I'm talking too much tonight. The Jets have got to be throwing 50 times a game at this point. I, I'm serious. They, were, they had a 75% pass rate coming into week three. And they threw another 50 times today. So it's got to so, be close to 50 times per game. It's insane. Yeah. And I just think everything gets worse with Zach Wilson. I know Joe Flacco is not amazing, but I think everything gets worse with Zach Wilson and a little unpredictable. So... I probably would not drop Dawson Knox for Tyler Conklin, and I can't remember a year where the waiver wire sucked this much at tight end. I swear, man. I know it's bad. I know it's always bad, 
But I have Dalton Schultz in a league, and I was like, who am I going to pick up? There is nobody. I ended up with Albert O. I'm sure he's going to be horrible. So I would probably just stick with Dawson Knox. And I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of managers out there that race to get Jelani Woods. We haven't talked about him yet. And a few that'll go and get Will Disley. There's always the chase for Disley after he scores, and then the two weeks after, everybody drops him again. So to your point, you're right. Njoku might be out there in a few leagues. People are going to race Oh, yeah. But Coughlin has been a target hog. I don't think he's going away. So you, who would do that? Who would drop uh, Who would drop I'm Dawson Knox for Coughlin? You would? I'm doing I, it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not someone who should speak on what someone who rosters Dawson <laughs> Knox should do because I didn't want to roster Dawson Knox before the season. He is 80% rostered. Okay, can Still. We, yeah. Because I because well, I think I only have him in one league, but I can't think of anyone good to drop him for. That's honestly what it is. I, I don't want Dawson Knox, but am I gonna drop him for Cole Komet? You know? It's it's that's so bad. Let's talk about the running backs in this game. So Singletary does have a huge game in the in the passing game. Nine catches, seventy yards, and a touchdown, and then you get two rushing touchdowns from Chase Edmonds. Did they switch bodies? Uh and Mostert still out carried Chase Edmonds, so can you trust a running back on either team going forward? No. No, but it doesn't mean that you should cut them. Right. Right. Okay. I mean, the, there could come a point where, like, let's say next week Singletary goes out and, you know, taking on the Ravens, he gets five targets or something like that. Like, that's just another thing he can do. We're waiting for Zach Moss to go away. He had an awesome run to help the Bills out in the second half. Okay, let's if, go to our next if, game. If he goes away and if Cook can't step up, then yeah, Singletary's going to get a chance. And remember how great he was late last year. I want him on my team. I just don't really want him in my lineup. Minnesota 28, Detroit 24. Except today I wanted him in my lineup. And you didn't have Believe him, it or right? not, you should start both DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams next week against Seattle. If they're both healthy, sure. I don't know. Well, I think, I think you guys will have Williams in the number three range. Maybe higher. The problem is, Maybe and here's what's going to happen. I can guarantee it. On Thursday, we're going to be talking, Heath, why do you have DeAndre Swift ranked at RB22? And it's going to be because I've shifted touches over to Jamal Williams, and I'm projecting DeAndre Swift for 10 carries and three catches. And it's hard to rank a guy in the top 12 running backs when he averages 10 carries and three catches a game. Yeah. So All right. that's going to happen. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm <laughs> going to bet you guys that Jamal Williams is not in your top 24. Would you like to take well, that bet? I, I, well, since I, what do you want to bet? Yeah, right. <laughs> a gentleman's Let's bet. Make it twenty million dollars. Winner has to start DJ Moore next week. Or oh, loser, loser, loser has to start DJ Moore next. Week. <laughs> I'm already starting him. So, um, if I'm not even getting into the Dalvin Cook thing, um, did you see enough from Adam Thielen to have confidence in Thielen next week at the Saints? Sixty something yards and sixty-one yards and a touchdown. Number three receiver, yes. I mean, are you going to start Justin Jefferson next week against the Saints? What they're doing to wide receivers? Everyone's going to start, start Jefferson next week. You know what I really did wrong with DJ Moore? <laughs> Suggest <laughs> that people take him fourth overall among receivers? No, it, I, I, I got too far away from the hive. Like, there are a dozen terrible busts in the first four rounds. But because most of us had them ranked in the first four rounds, we're not hearing very much about them. I should have just moved my rankings closer to everyone else's and stayed within the hive. 
That's probably what I'm going to tell my kids, by the way, when they just do what everyone else does. I think that's a yeah. great life lesson, Heath. Thank you. I mean, or we could have ranked them like 40th among wide receivers and been taking for, victory. For six or seven years, we've had the joke about Heath, the outlier with his rankings, and this, it's finally really burned me. All right, now let's go faster here. Chicago 23, Houston 10. Pierce is awesome. The rest of this game sucked. What's the next game at? Well, how do we feel about Brandon Cooks right now? Two for 22 in this game. Mills was picked off throwing to him in the end zone. It was an great And he throw. had a, yeah, yeah. So still um, fine with him? I, I still like him, but Houston's got a run game going now. Pierce looked good again. I think you've got to drop him down to that number three receiver range. Pierce or James Robinson rest of season? Robinson. Pierce or? Pierce fumbled and he didn't come back on the field again. Yeah, he had two fumbles. Uh, okay. It's not good. Not Pier- good to fumble. Pierce or... Um, <sighs> uh, ah, forget it. I mean, I can't... like I, I was going to say Zeke, but he's playing tomorrow. Who do you think is comparable with, with Damian Pierce right now? Uh, Josh Jacobs. I might take Pierce. Jacobs. I think I'm more excited about Pierce than Jacobs. They got Jacobs involved in the passing game today. It was great to see. All right, Colts 20, Chiefs 17. Um, believe it or not, Mark Andrews is tied in one rest of your season. I can oh, I'm going to stick with Kelsey. Why not? This is the guy who beat Kelsey last year in PPR points per game and non-PPR points per game. And it was because the Ravens threw the ball a good amount. Now they were closer to 50-50. I'm doing the math in my head. They were real close to 50-50 pass run today. But if if they can't get the run game back to pre-COVID levels, then Jackson's going to keep throwing and Andrews is his guy. I think this was a deceiving game for Juju Smith-Schuster. He had a 53-yard catch and run. Yeah, it was fine, but he was doing really nothing before that. He, he had 30, 36 yards before that. Um, glad they got Sky Moore more involved. <laughs> no targets, and he muffed a punt. I, Tough I would, time to be a Moore. Yeah. So let's see how many snaps he played because Bianami said something during the week about. I guarantee he's going to play more than two. Bianami and Patrick Mahomes had a fight on the sideline. They did. So yeah. do you? I mean, obviously you can't trust Marquez Valdez Scantling, even though he's had seven targets in two straight games, and he's probably runs the most routes or whatever, but do you trust Juju? He's a number three. No, Just like we drafted him. don't trust him. him. All right, do you buy low on Jonathan Taylor or do we have reasons to be legitimately concerned here? Definitely buy low on Jonathan Taylor if you can. The offensive line isn't as good as it was last year, and it wasn't as good as it was the year before that last year either. Eight snaps for Sky Moore, by the way. But I still not, think, I, I think eventually the Colts are going to go back to Taylor and say, look, we can't win without you. You're awesome. You're smart. We're stupid. You're handsome. I'm not very good looking. I mean, they gave him 24 <laughs> touches in this game. Uh, yeah, he's getting the touches, and he's on pace for, what, almost three catches a game? So Where let's say he's he on a 50-catch last pace. year? Do you remember? He not was getting that much work. Yeah. And then what happened? 
All right, two more games, three more That's games. Holy cow! All right, let's go, let's go. One minute per game. Halftime of the yeah, one minute per game. Uh, let's go to the Titans four, twenty-four, Raiders twenty-two. Um, believe it or not, we need to get back in on Robert Woods. To a degree, sure. He's like a good number four receiver. Everybody thought this would be the Traylon Burks breakout week because it was the Raiders, and it ended up being the Robert Woods breakout week. So if you had to pick one rest of the season, would it be Woods or Burks? Still I'd Burks. rather I'd rather carry Burks. Okay. But if I had to start one next week, it might be Woods. I think that's the perfect way to put it. Thank you. Carolina 22, New Orleans 14. Wait, nothing on Mac Hollins? Carolina 22, New Orleans 14. Believe it or not, Chris Olave will be the number one wide receiver for the Saints rest of the season. I don't believe that, but I do believe that he's fully arrived. He looked good last week, was amazing this week. <sighs> Believe it or not, Alvin Kamara is not a top 10 running back. With a tear oh. in my eye, I believe it. That made me so mad. Mark Ingram with that five-yard touchdown run. I know. Was so well, you know, he'd only fumbled two weeks in a row. you got to give it to the guy you can trust. <laughs> well, Kamara had a fumble today. Kamara, yes, he did. Uh, Kamara had, had 17 touches where, you know, probably not 100% healthy. Ingram had five. So that is encouraging. But Vikings, look at this Seahawks, game here. Bengals, Cardinals, I mean, Raiders. How many, how many catches are we going to get from McCaffrey and Kamara? They're not the same players right now. Mm-mm. You know, and I don't know what to make of that. Is, is, oh, if Kamara's not a top 10 running back, is Alvin Kamara a top 10 pick? Is he a first-round pick still? Is, is, no. is he Christian think, McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey. Is McCaffrey. No, I, I think the problem is, is there's not 12 first round picks or 12 second round picks. There's not, there's certainly not 24 number one and number two wide receivers or 24 number one and number two running backs. Yeah. All right. Well, would you rather have uh, McCaffrey or um, Mixon? I'll take the cat. Mixon. McCaffrey. Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> What the, the first round just stinks. First round All running the backs, stink. they stink. Philadelphia 24, Washington 8. At least they're not as bad as DJ Moore. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, we should go right back to Carson Wentz against Dallas next week. Dallas's defense is pretty good. Yeah. That, it's another team that can get pressure on the quarterback. But I'm they gonna don't say I don't quite, believe they it. They don't quite have the secondary that the Eagles have. No. No, I think Wentz will be it might be right around twelve. He was 10, 11, 12 this week. He should be like 12, 13, 14 next week. I'm not gonna believe it. I might have to start him over Brady again. I lost that battle today. But uh He's not. He's just not playing very well, and he's, he was lucky the first two. He was sacked nine times, by the way, in this game. Holy cow. Three of his first five dropbacks were sacked. How about Devontae Smith? Let's finish with Devontae Smith. Oh, yeah. Eight catches, 169 yards, and a touchdown. A.J. Brown had 85 yards and a touchdown. Devontae Smith was only started in 50% of leagues. What do you have to say Career about him? Heath? Oh, let's go, go to ahead. Heath. Yeah, it was a fantastic game for him. They got him and A.J. Brown both involved, and it's bad news for Dallas Goddard if it stays that way. Goddard did leave with an injury. It was a minor injury. He'll be fine. But that's part of why he only had four targets. He had one touchdown, and the Eagles are uh, maybe the best fantasy offense right now. I mean, 
They've got a must-start running back. Sure. They've got, I'm guessing at the end of the week, I, the number two quarterback. Is Miles Sanders a must-start running back? This is the first time I ranked him in the top 24, and he gave me four fantasy points. I think yeah. he is, because who? Because who else? Who, is yeah, there? I mean, are there 24 the guys age, better? Austin Scott was in back? there inside the five-yard line again. Sure, yeah, but I, I think you're starting him at, all game. at worst as a low-end number two running back for the yardage that he can give you. This was just a bad, yeah, it's disappointing, bad result. All right, we're out of here. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. For Dave and Heath, I'm Adam. Have a great night, and uh, go Broncos DST. See you later. CBS Sunday after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.